Robbie, Andy, such a pleasure. Season two of this show is excellent as expected. Didn't know they were making a season two. When did you actually <laughs> wrap the show? We shot a uh, year ago, uh, April. Yeah. We wrapped April. We shot January to, to April. Wow. Well, before I throw a question at Robbie, Andy, my question for you, usually when you have somebody that's multi-talented, that's an actor or an actress, they want to shoehorn all that into their roles. Like we see every Travolta movie, he's dancing. In your case, no guitar playing. Uh, was it ever almost a thing where you played guitar as part of the show? No, it never was. And actually, Greg and I had a conversation about it um, in the beginning, right before we started filming about Nora, about her abilities. And, you know, I think for me, it was so wonderful playing a character that wasn't a musician. And, you know, it's great. We have all these talents and gifts, um, but that doesn't mean you need to put it all in everything. And, um, and for me, playing Nora, there are already so many, so many similarities and she already fits so well that I love that she isn't this great singer. You know, even though we see her singing with Robbie, um, you know, she's okay at it, but it's not this like, watch me play. And, you know, in, in season two, there's a scene around the uh, campfire with, with the Lud camp. And, and there was kind of this thing of like, oh, does she bring out the guitar? And it was just like, you know, no, she's just not, that's not who she is. And we're not going to force it. And I, I really liked that. You but sing and play the guitar. They're going to be like, why the hell she work at Lakeview? <laughs> why Fair assessment right there. Why is she working Horizon? Get her a record deal. Well, Robbie, <laughs> in your case, we see a lot of depth from you this season, as with the prior season. And one of the focal points is hey, the dude's in shape, he's jacked, and all that. There's a lot of effort go into that for this role. And I asked that, like, was the character written the way that we see it when you got the original script? Yeah, I read the script the first time and I thought this is this is me. I like same sense of humor. The the character speaks the way I speak. Greg had just like it's just one of those rare times you read it and uh, you just go I can do this. And um um that was amazing and and I was talking about this a little earlier today in one of the interviews they said, you know, what do you bring to Nathan and and like what would you want to bring back from Nathan to your own life and I can't really separate the two. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a ton of myself to this character. We have the same sense of humor. Uh, we have the same speech pattern. I, I have, you know, I, I like to think I, I care for my friends and family the same way that he does. New Nathan, not old Nathan. Um, but uh, I just, I just relate to this guy so much. And um, the physical side of things, I mean. Uh, I kind of grew up playing hockey. I've, I've always tried to stay in shape. I don't think I'm funny enough to, to get too out of shape. Um, so uh, I, I always just kind of treat it as part of the part of the job. I think it was pretty funny um, to have the like bicep blowing up scene because this guy is still, you know, he's still self-conscious. He, you know, he's, he sees the stud that Nora's got in her phone on um, her dating app. And he's like, now he's like, oh no, like this is, I got, I got to get back into shape. So, you know, stuff like that's really fun to play with um, from Greg, but it's, I think that uh, from episode one, I was very much like the character already. And then Greg 
is so good at, at finding in casting and through the casting process, finding these personalities that work and are innately the characters and then further pushing that direction and, and, and bringing out people's, you know, charming personalities and the things that make, make people love them. And, uh, I think, I think that's part of why the, the show is, is what it is. Well, the wife and I devoured all seven episodes in two sittings. Love it. Hope there's more uh, to come. And next time I interview you, Andy, I'll find out if you're really watching Billy Madison or not on that screen. But thank <laughs> you for your time and looking forward to future projects. Thanks, Thanks so much, Darren. <laughs> Owen, Allegra, really a pleasure to speak with both of you. I appreciate, Owen, that you're wearing the hat. Thank you. Thank you. I, that means a lot. That, that cut deep. Um, some people, Allegra, made some jokes, some silly hysterical jokes, but some people can see the depth and the meaning and the nuanced layers of my hat. I hear the deal. I just love that you're the most ubiquitous character on the show and you're also recognizable as a person and yet somehow we need another reminder of exactly who this you are. This hat was not a part of the, that's, the hat's just me. The, oh, I, the hat came before the show. Right. That's right, that's right. Well, something that you both have in common is this second season, we see a lot more depth from both of you in that you're playing multiple characters without spoiling anything, Allegra. Yeah. We, we see a lot going on here. Yeah. So Allegra, do you, did you know this story arc was coming per se, or is this an episode by episode kind of show where you get the scripts? A little bit of both. I had a feeling that one of the main uh, elements was coming. Um, I was definitely aware of that, but the episode to episode, um, uh, challenges, I'll say, like the hoops that she has to jump through, those were discovered script by script. And I just, I wish, you know, I wish there was a hidden camera so that you guys could see our expressions and our reactions, usually with my spouse in the next room of, ah, what, what, ah, you know, and I can't say anything and I can't do yeah. anything about it. I just have to look forward to it. Uh, oh, and something I was trying to figure out, a lot of the characters in, on this show only exist within the, their workplace or their one zone, but you are everywhere. Did you have more filming shoot days than anyone else this season? Yes. A lot of times I'm in the background serving somebody water. So it's a, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of like, <laughs> what'll be really funny is they'll be like, Owen, get down here. We need you in this scene. Oh, we can't start until you're here. Quickly, quickly, quick. And then I'll, I'll rush over and then like, <laughs> then the scene's going on and then you'll see like a blur of orange hair like in the corner you know like for like a milli millisecond they're like okay he's now it makes sense he's in the scene so there's a lot of that there's a lot of like um i i'm on yeah i have to do a ton of background work which i love and it's great and um and i think that uh it gives you an opportunity too because if i like doing little funny things always in the background because then they always add up and you're like why is that blur petting that uh, stuff bear in that way, you know, like I don't, I, or, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I am, I am, I am following up on that before I throw one at Allegra. Uh, if you theoretically, you know, preventing any spoilers here, if you did grow a beard this season, did you film that stuff towards the beginning or towards the end? Oh, did I, if, did I grow, did I grow a beard this season? Oh, oh my God. Um, yes, uh, nothing can be shared. Uh, I don't know, I was told specifically not to discuss 
anything involving the beard. But I will say this, shit gets crazy with the character who has a beard. It's really strange. It's it's very funny. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah, it's, I can't, I, I really, they told me not to go into it, but, um, but it, well, theoretically, yeah. if it theoretically, happens. if somebody yeah. grows a beard, they are there's this character that might grow a beard, and he is he's a well, he's he's a sourpuss, and he's very funny. Um, and uh, I really enjoy that character. Didn't really have to grow it, grow it, so we could film it. You know. No, uh, I, I I may I think I grow it. I, okay, yeah. he believes he grew it. <laughs> I have a lot of testosterone, and if you ask me to grow a beard, I can do that in like a day and a half. That's incredible. And the last thing I'll ask before I let you go, Allegra, is the hug suit comfortable? <laughs> yes and no. Um, uh, Ingrid wears a lot of tight, short, tight things. Um, and uh, just season one, I would look forward to the hug suit all the time because it meant I had a lot of space and I could also eat whatever I wanted at lunchtime or the day before, but it gets really hot, really fast. And the hardest part about it is the um, skin, the, the skull cap because I can't hear. And um, so people are just yelling instructions at me and I just, I look like a deaf Teletubby. So it's, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> well, one I remember of my favorite shows, period. And I look forward to speaking with you guys again in the future. Keep up all the greatness. Thank you so oh much. Thank you. Josh, Andrea, is it Andrea or Andrea? Like which one do you go with? I go with Andrea. Okay, correct answer. Anything else would have been incorrect. It's a pleasure to speak with Good. you. I've been watching your projects for many years. Andrea, I've seen you in all the projects related to the state. Josh, it's great to see you in uh, Pam and Tommy, et cetera. But we're here to talk about Upload. And both of you have characters that are not the most likable characters, but you can tell there's a lot of work that goes into it. So Josh, first, how much of, the, of you is there in Ivan? Uh, there's, um, a significant amount of me that is in Ivan. I think, uh, you know, I had the good fortune to meet my wife right after college and, uh, and grow up pretty significantly, uh, as a result of that. But had I not, if I just stayed like a college freshman, that would basically be me. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, video games, uh, drawings that I made on the wall, um, lots of comic books and weaponry. Wow. Okay, we would have been friends in college. Uh, Andrea, same question goes at you with the character Lucy, an essential part of the show that keeps driving the story along, but also you go, oh, you know, as a fan of the show. How much of you is there in Lucy? I am not like Lucy. I really am not. So um, I, and I do sometimes get cast as these like alpha females and I am so not that. So there must be something in me that like loves to play those things that are so different than who I actually am. Um, I think it's kind of like my fantasy of who I am, like a dumb bossy bitch. Um, but in my real life, I'm just like, uh, do they like me? Is it okay? You know, like, so I think for me, it's so fun to play this character because she is so not like me. Yeah. Well, a follow-up to that before I throw one back to Josh here is when you're watching, if you were avoiding spoilers here, if you were watching surveillance footage on the screen 
in this show, what is actually on your screen? Is it blank or is there temporary footage or actually the surveillance footage? Oh, it's blank. It's blank. But I know who I'm watching. I know the character I'm watching. I've seen him with his shirt off. Um, so it's not hard to imagine. And um, yeah, I mean, I love playing a woman who is just lecherous. <laughs> it's so fun and so needed in this world. And I'm happy to, happy to do my service. And similar question to avoid spoilers at Josh. If there were Roombas near you, um, were they actually in the room while filming the show? So yes, they were. Uh, I actually asked for time away from, uh, from everyone with the Roomba. Nothing lascivious happened, but I, yeah. wanted, to, I wanted to imbue this thing imbue. with actual emotion. And so I, <laughs> I hid a picture of my wife uh, very close to me in the room, but you can't see on, on camera. But every time I looked at the room, I wanted to imagine a real person and a real love story happening. Um, pretty significantly weird. Ooh, what a <laughs> secret reveal. <laughs> no one knows that. I love that. Well, the bottom line is, as I said at the top of this, Longtime viewer of both of your projects, Josh. Looking forward to the composer whenever that comes out. Andrea, we'll follow you on social media. Keep up the great work, both of you. Thank you. Thanks, Darren. Outrocast. Greg Daniels. Wow, such an honor to be speaking with you. I've been watching your shows for decades now. How is your day going? Aside from talking to you know elite media scum. No, no, it's all good. I got my coffee. I'm sitting in a comfortable chair. I'm uh, having fun meeting everybody. Hi, Darren. How are you? Uh, non-stop, but good. Thank you very much. And this is not hyperbole. Uh, Upload is one of my favorite shows from the past few years. Totally an out of nowhere thing. Like I didn't see it hyped anywhere. It was just like, here's a new show. And then you watch and go, wow, this is somewhere between office space and idiocracy and the office and just all the things I love. It's it's fun. But did you know outright that it was coming to Amazon Prime? Was that the network for you? Um, well, you know, it's interesting. It actually, there was a version, I, uh, I pitched it um, in 2014. And oh. I uh, initially sold it to HBO. And uh, so I did a, a whole version that was more HBO flavored. Um, and then uh, the guy that I sold it to left. And, and then I got it back. And I then sold it to Amazon, and then they gave me a whole bunch of good notes also. And the the key to me was, uh, well, this what happened was uh, uh, one of my kids was playing this game Club Penguin. I don't know if you know it. It's like a it's a it's sort of an early metaverse type game. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they came to me and they said, I need ninety nine cents to buy a television set for my igloo in Club Penguin. And I was like, Oh, that's what's going to happen if we have a digital afterlife. The company's just going to be charging us nonstop, you know, and that that really helped with the kind of figuring out how the comedy worked for this version. It's really cool to see if you look at a lot of the cast from the show on social media, they're actually hanging out together offset. So I surprisingly such a warm environment for such a dark, sad show. Yeah, no, I love the cast and they're all they're all a lot of them are kind of up and coming in their careers. You know, um, obviously, William B. Davis, the cigarette smoking man from X-Files is 
is uh, established, but a lot of the cast are sort of up and comers. And, um, you know, and then we, we go to Vancouver to shoot it and they, they kind of uh, hang out together a lot. And yeah, they're very friendly and they're all from very different uh, circumstances and backgrounds. And it's a good ensemble though. I, I love them. Was Owen part of the original plan for the HBO or ABC versions uh, of the show? Uh, so funny, Owen um, did a, a talk show for YouTube that he did himself and he did it out of a room where I was working and down the hall. And uh, when I had the mini room for upload. And um, so the writers uh, thought he was funny and they said it'd be funny to have him be the elevator operator uh, in the pilot. So he was, and then he, he got a, we did a scene um, where he's uh, holding a towel in the men's room and he sort of started ad-libbing with Robbie and, uh, and it just it sort of snowballed. People, they were like, oh, he was funny. Wouldn't it be good if he was every character in the place? And then that is actually very practical because you don't have to hire a lot of actors. You know, you get one guy and you make him stand in the background everywhere. Uh, and so, I don't know. I think the writers just enjoyed uh, uh, putting him through funny costume changes. As a big fan of the NBC show, The Good Place, Originally, I was going, oh, well, he Owen's role is basically like Janet from The Good Place, played by Darcy Carden. And then now that I know that the show existed before all that, there were two independent thoughts that were coincidentally similar. Um, could be. I haven't seen The Good Place. I'm, I'm friends with Mike. Obviously, uh, we worked together before. Um, mm -hmm. I sold this uh, uh, before The Good Place, and I told myself when that came out that I wouldn't watch it so that I wouldn't be influenced. Well, well, two quick questions and then you're a free man. The first one is when we go over those wonderful, wonderful credits of yours, they always name the shows that you created or developed, but they never say Seinfeld. Were you a staff writer or is just one or two episodes as a flu? Uh, I was a freelancer. So this was pretty early in my career and I got a wonderful opportunity to pitch Larry David over the phone. And I pitched him like a dozen episode ideas. And he liked the story of the, the cars parking in the same spot, which is something that happened to my dad in New York City. This is where we're from. And, um, and so that became, after I wrote that, that became my spec. And I used that spec to get hired on The Simpsons and, you know, sort of everything flowed from that. But um, uh, yeah, I wanted to do more. I would have loved to have been on that staff, but um, I don't know. He, he got that episode out of me and moved on. <laughs> You only got four iconic shows instead of five. Sorry. But uh, hopefully we see another season of Upload. We love it. And thank you for your many years of great art there, Greg. Thanks, Darren. Appreciate it. Hey, Bow Wow. Good morning. Oh, well, do I call you Bow Wow? Bow? What, what do you prefer? Bow, Bow Wow, Shot, Little Bow Wow. It's, it's all the same. Whatever name it is, good morning and congratulations on this great venture. So you've been famous now 20-ish years and we first saw you kill it in music and then acting took off. What was the plan when you were a kid to be an entrepreneur like you are now? It's crazy we ask that question because um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Jerry Maguire. Before I even started rapping and acting, I was rapping. Let me take that back. I was rapping. I wasn't acting yet. But when I watched Jerry Maguire, it was something that just caught my eye about being a businessman. You know, before I even thought about becoming famous, I was like, yo, I want to be a sports agent. I was like, I want to have my own office. I want to wear a suit every day. I want to be a boss. That's what I want to do. Like, he, Jerry Maguire made it cool for me to want to run in the office, talk crazy to people, and just be like, I, that was everything for me. And then 
you know, I never really thought about the business aspect of, uh, of the entertainment industry, I guess, up until it was time. For me, I'm the type of person, let me focus on what is important first, and then hopefully that'll open up doors for me down the road. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what happened. Um, and like I said, I go back to that movie, man. That was something that was always in me. I always wanted to be a person to be on calls like this and, you know, talk to Kiss and, you know, throw out ideas and have 30 people on the phone and actually watch my dreams and, 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 and creative ideas manifest and come to life. You know what I mean? And it was just so important to me. And when, like I said, when the opportunity presented itself, <clears throat> I was all for it. And, and a person of mine, a person that I know very well who I get a lot of my business 411 from and, and, and tactics is, is Puff, is Diddy. You know what I mean? That's somebody who played a, a very important role in my life, even early on in my career at 13. Somebody else who, just like Jermaine Dupri and Snoop, mm -hmm. was around and molded me, but I needed him for this type of stuff. I needed Puff for the business savvy. And being around him and being able to shadow him and watch how he runs his day-to-day, -day, it was just mesmerizing. And, and since a little kid, I was like, you know what? One day I want to sit back and, and, and hopefully I have a product that can work for me and I don't have to go out here and really work, but I still work. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, that's what did it. It was just the people who I watched and imitate who came before me, who laid down the foundation and made it cool to want me to be considered an entrepreneur. And that's how you get your, 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 your respect in this business. <clears throat> because a lot of rappers, you rap, that's cool. You get your money, buy a couple cars, jewelry, homes, and that's pretty much it. A lot of us aren't business savvy. You know, it's maybe like a handful of us who really are, and, and those are the ones that get it. You know, Rick Ross is somebody who gets it, 50 Cent, and gets it. And so when you watch what these guys are doing, you know, it's like, well, damn, I, I got to find me a play. I got to find something that, you know, I can stand on it and be behind it. And you watch all of these rappers who have been able to do it well, and it's kind of like I want to go down that same route. And I've been on it, but I would say, you know, partnering up with Kiss, this, this one right here is like the, I would say probably the biggest thing that I have going. I mean. Um, Karana, I was coming back from Tampa <clears throat> for watching Tom Brady's last game in the playoffs and, and wanted some food and got off the exit and didn't even know where I was at. And I wanted some Chick-fil-A and next to the Chick-fil-A shopping plaza was a, was like a uh, like like just just I don't know if it was like a warehouse or whatever, but I just seen the do-rags and the brushes just pla like posters plastered on the wall on like, just a vacant lot. And I'm like, oh God, like this. I called my mom, like, nah, this. I think we got something. This, this, this thing is crazy. I'm in some town, I don't even know how to pronounce, and they know what's going on. So, um, yeah, man, it, it was just something I had to do. And, and for me to expand my career and become one of the greats, you got to expand and you got you to gotta show people that you're just not a one-trick pony. Well, quick follow-up to that. Uh, besides yourself, any celebrity friends that are already on board with the product that you can say, or do we just have to wait and see and follow oh, the no, social no, media? I, tell you, I mean, my phone rings all the time. Like, it, you know, it's a gift and a curse with being like the king of the, the do-rags and the twist brushes and all of these things, because, you know, everybody feels like they're entitled to some free product, right? So I have products just laying all around my condo. And if it's not Nelly, who just hit me recently, while we went to the Super Bowl, like, yo, I need some of them do-rags. I'm like, well, why don't you go buy some of them do-rags? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like a gift and a curse. Uh, Snoop is always calling me one one do-rags. Um, who else? I mean, just so many people um, reach out to me wanting things. And, and it's cool. It's cool. Like, it, it really is a lot of, and, and to be honest, a lot of athletes. A lot of athletes. A lot of athletes. They travel all the time. Um, Dame Lillard is a good friend of mine. Plays with the Trailblazers. Always hitting me up for, for for product and things like that. 
Um, there's a wide receiver that plays for the Miami Dolphins. I kid you not. He does his press conferences in our do-rags. He has never missed a press conference when he's not wearing one of these. And it's the craziest nice. thing. And that's how we've been able to bond over social media. And I'm like, yo, bro, because I know we're not sending you. I know I'm not even calling the kids and telling them to send you stuff. Let me know what's your address. I can make sure you get some product because you really, really support the product. And then, of course, your regulars, your, your boys, the, the friends, they just come over and just go right in the stash and just grab some. So um, it, it's, it's a gift, but the, the bad curse is the fact that they know you got them. <laughs> and, you know, they're going to call for the freebies. But I always tell them, listen, when I wanted something from you, I went out and supported you, so I need y'all to go do the same exact thing. But, uh, no, I love it, man, and everybody loves the product. And, you know, everybody's wanting it, and that's what we want. We want people to want it. And I love when people call me saying I can't find it. They're gone. Um, you know, one of my friends went to Walmart and couldn't believe it. I didn't even tell him. Uh, I don't know how because he follows me on Instagram. I made the announcement, but he went he went in Walmart and lost his mind. Like, oh, my God. Like, and they were gone. I think he probably got, like, the last one left, maybe, like, two left, I, I think, on the shelf. So it, it feels good, man. It, it really does. That looks like April and Dr. Russo. Thank you for joining me. I'll throw the first question at April. And I'll add in a, how are you doing along with that? But tell me more about the Don't Skip campaign. Yeah, hi. Um, <laughs> the Don't Skip campaign is in conjunction with GE Health, who I paired up with um, for Breast Cancer Awareness last year, uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month last year, um, and wanted to touch on again, being that the Winter Olympics are here, I wanted to use my platform to continue to encourage women to look out for their own breast health and um, drive awareness around prevention. Um, and so throughout COVID, some women skip their screenings. And um, so it's just an encouragement to get back on the routine, go back in for your yearly mammograms, because um, that's so important as far as detection goes and um, taking care of yourself. And that's where the don't skip comes from. Dr. Russo, uh, that was a fantastic description by April. Anything that you can add to that about the Don't Skip campaign or the importance of mammograms and overall health awareness? Sure. I mean, uh, mammography is still the most powerful tool that we have for detecting breast cancer. Women who go for regular yearly screening mammograms have a 60% less chance of dying from breast cancer. So, you know, April's uh, tribute to her mom here will undoubtedly save lives and she should be real proud of, of getting this message out there because uh, it will invariably uh, get that message out. Um, so yeah, yearly screening mammograms, it should begin at age 40 and every year thereafter, okay? If you have a, a first degree relative, like a mother who was diagnosed earlier, let's say 45, you should start your mammograms about 10 years prior to that, okay? Uh, so that's currently the uh, guidelines. And before I throw another question to April, Dr. Russo, were you always a huge fan of volleyball before knowing April? Uh, family volleyball is what we played, and it was uh, a ragtag game, to say the least. I mean, th these were not, uh, this is not of the caliber of April Ross, I can, <laughs> I can promise you. She, she could beat us by herself if we put six of us on the other side. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the only family that's the case with. Uh, April, so when did you get involved in this cause and this campaign to begin with? I would assume that, you know, the tragedy involving your mother would inspire that. But the Don't Skip campaign, when specifically did you get involved with it? Well, I got involved with the Don't Skip campaign um, last October. 
Um, but it's been something that's uh, been really, I've been really passionate about for a long time because of the experience um, with my mom. Um, and it's just a way for me to kind of honor her memory, use it for good to help other people and hopefully encourage them to take measures, uh, preventative measures to protect uh, their health in the long run. Um, I'd say, you know, when I started playing professional beach volleyball and I had a bigger audience, a bigger platform, I wanted to use it um, purposefully. And um, so any opportunity I have to drive awareness and prevention, um, I try to take it. And so it was just really fitting to pair with GE Healthcare for their Don't Skip campaign. Outrocast.